everyone remain calm. Welcome to the 43rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we are here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a great audio clip from Richard Attenborough, an awesome chat segment in the Visitor Center where Michael Pierce from the Jurassic World 3D Project joins us to talk about his project, and we'll wrap it up with a listener email. Let's get this show started off as we head into the depths of our audio segment. Oh, you're fire! Do not fire! God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Boy, we hate being right all the time. We're gonna have to drop the can! Are you ready? One, two, one! In the audio segment this week, I wanted to play a great clip I came across recently from the Glasgow Film Theater where Sir Richard Attenborough attended a Q&A back in November of 2008. The segment from the Q&A I have here is Richard talking about the casting of John Hammond and also an interesting bit about the original inclusion uh, of John Hammond in Jurassic Park 4. Take a listen. Well, the chap was asking if there would be a fourth Jurassic Park film. Well, I would love it to be. I'd like the money. <laughs> uh, Stephen was over two or three weeks ago, and I remember the very first time I met him, he, I'd, I thought was this great film director and so on, and that he was coming to London and wanted to meet me, and uh, he took me to breakfast at the Dorchester and I remember he came in for breakfast with one of those baseball caps on which isn't really the way you go into the Dorchester but he was Steven Spielberg and uh, so and we sat down and he talked to me about Jurassic Park and he said I want you to read it he said I want you to read the script please and he said I, I do assure you I can't go on with the movie until I've cast John Hammond he is the picture hangs on him in credibility and I wondered whether you would be prepared to read the screenplay and I said Mr. Spielberg if you ask me I'd read the telephone directory <laughs> and still say yes uh, he was he's the most delightful anyway the, the answer to your question is that he talked to me about Jurassic Park 4 uh, there have been three and he's now got a new script and so that if yeah, it goes well and the, and the uh, pyrotechnical stuff works out he's going to do the fourth next year and I shall be able to pay my gas bill again. (laughs) So as you just heard, he basically mentions a Jurassic Park 4 that never came to fruition. 
It's heartbreaking to listen to him talk about the possibility of getting the chance to do it, because as we know, he never got that chance. But uh, anyway, I really enjoyed that clip, so hopefully you did too. Uh, you can find the link to the entire video in our show notes. Let's open up the doors to the Visitor Center, where Michael Pierce joins me to talk about the Jurassic World 3D project. This week, I wanted to showcase one of the talented members of the Jurassic Park community, so I brought in Michael Pierce, or for those of you on Twitter, at Atomic Pang, the creator of the Jurassic World 3D project that's been spreading around the community. So, like every guest I bring here into the Visitor Center, I gotta ask you one question to start off. If you were trapped in a kitchen with a raptor, what would you do, and will you make it out alive? Oh God! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I probably wouldn't make it out alive, especially because I'm very unfit. So. <laughs> I don't know. Tim and Lex got really lucky, so they really did. Yeah. If I was there with someone I didn't know, I would just throw them at the raptor and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you always need a little sacrifice to throw in front of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> It really is a tough situation. Like you said, they, they were so lucky. You know, they were lucky that raptors uh, couldn't tell a difference between real life and a reflection. And, uh, you know, so and, and the one got trapped in the uh, refrigerator. So they got super lucky. So uh, not every one of us would uh, be the same. <laughs> exactly. Um, so why don't we uh, start it off here? And why don't, why don't you uh, just tell everybody a little bit about your Jurassic World 3D project? Yep. So I'm Michael Pierce, and um, for I think it's been working on this project for about eight months now. Wow. Um, and for people who don't know what it is, basically it's a way for people to explore uh, our three D model of Isla Nublar with Jurassic World, and it has well, we just added the old innovation, uh, the old visitor center from the original Jurassic Park, and. We're going to be adding more dinosaurs soon. We already have the Mosasaurus, which has all the animations and stuff. Um, and it's just a really cool way for people to explore the 3D model. So it's not technically a game because you can't really like do much in it, but it's still neat to look at and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I definitely agree. It is awesome to look at. And uh, the graphics are so cool. You know, it, it uh, has that, uh, I guess you would say, cartoony look to it, but that's not a, a you know, a... Uh, you know something bad about it it's it's awesome i think it looks great i love the style um and those touches that you just mentioned the uh the the addition of the visitor center the old visitor center looks awesome i, I saw you working on that uh posting some pictures online recently so that's great and i actually i really do love that mosasaurus that's in the pond there that's so cool <laughs> yeah yeah well we definitely did consciously choose a certain style because especially with unity and our skills like we have a three-member team okay um and i work on most of it uh we have another guy who does the dinosaurs which is andreas um and then our third guy he just uh helps me with a bit of the base models here and there um when he has the time but yeah we're all pretty much new to 3d modeling especially me i 
only started using Unity maybe three years ago, so hmm. we're still kind of getting the <laughs> like grasp of things, but wow. we're doing pretty decently, and we've definitely improved since like last year, which is crazy. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys have put so much work, and like you said, eight months now. Uh, you definitely learn, you know, concepts over time. So that's really cool. And somebody, you know, with an untrained eye for something like you said, Unity, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I have no concept of how you make this essentially. So <laughs> to me, it looks like you guys know exactly what you're doing and you're basically pros from the start. So I love the way it looks. Um, the, you know, the, I, I got a chance to just kind of do the tour itself. You you sent me some videos over and uh, it's just so cool. Like the sea the main street and to see the innovation center and just the mountains rising up off the island and uh and that mosasaur like i said it's so cool to see this stuff actually in action and and the uh the monorail is actually really cool too to see that moving so i gotta give it to you guys it looks awesome and uh how can people go about uh you know downloading this or or what do they need to play or not play but just to uh tour around this this uh park well, uh, people can go to our website, which will probably be in the description below. Um, it's still a very early website. We're still working on it, but um, it gets its job done. From there, you can either go to the download link and you can download it for Windows, PC or Mac, depending on which system you have. Um, you do need a fairly decent computer to run it because um, we were never really intending for this because we never really knew that we we're going to release this when we started <laughs> it um so we made all the models like really you know high detail and stuff and that's really system heavy to run in real time yeah so when we started making it into an actual playable thing that we released we had a few frame rate issues and stuff but we are working on them and they've already improved since the first version so people will be able to start playing it more and more um, but yeah, you can download it from the website, and from there you can even see different like screenshots. There's the gallery where you can get a glimpse at like the main street and the Mosasaur Arena and stuff. And there's even a forum there where you can type in your like, you know, your experiences and stuff and share it with the community. Yeah, that's a great aspect of it. I think. Uh, what I, what has the uh, reaction been so far? Because from what I've seen, people are loving this thing. Yeah, it's been really overwhelmingly positive. Like, we never expected this. Like, this is probably the most I've ever had success with something online. Because, <laughs> like, I've had other projects and stuff in the past, but the community is just so, like, loving it. And they enjoy, like, I get emails, like, every day saying, like, oh, thank you for creating, like, you know, a place where I can explore Jurassic World because a lot of people's problems with Jurassic World is that they didn't really get to see the entire park they didn't get to see like the aquatic park and stuff like that in detail but now they can actually go around and do all that yeah yeah that has been a a bit of a complaint from the movie itself is so much of this was was built physically in you know in a real place uh according to like Main Street when you look at all that um, and we didn't really get to spend too much time there. So this uh, this 3D model gives you the ability to kind of go in and out and to look at all these different aspects. So uh, that's really cool. I, I absolutely love that aspect of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what what exactly pushed you know you and the uh, the other guys to start building this? 
Well, I started the project, it was just before the movie came out. And um, before then, I was using Unity for a while. But I said, hmm, there's like two weeks to go till Jurassic World. What should I do in celebration? I know, let's try to recreate the uh, Innovation Center. <laughs> so I did that successfully daunting. somehow. Yeah, it was very daunting. Um, I think to, to the day, that's still probably one of the most complex buildings I've ever done. Um, and yeah, I just made the visit, the innovation center, and it wasn't as good looking as it is today because I've definitely improved it since then. But yeah, um, I basically from there once I did that, I got a lot of feedback from like people in my family and friends and stuff. They're like, "Oh, this is really good. You should like make Main Street." And then I started like doing the path and. I did a few of the buildings and stuff, and it just kind of all evolved from there. And eventually, I did the island, and now here we are. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's that's eight months worth of time. What? How long do you actually like work on this, like uh, per day or per week? Do you spend a lot of hours doing it? Well, I definitely do it at least once a week, a crown. But um, uh-huh. usually, I think I usually do about three days a week, and I spend maybe. 12 hours on it each day <laughs> wow wow that's crazy <laughs> yeah like you just kind of get lost in like this mode where you're just like oh i'll just start this thing and then like 12 hours later like the sun's risen it's the next day oh <laughs> yeah i know exactly what that's like when it comes to you know editing like the podcast and i do a lot of video editing you just kind of lose yourself in the the process and uh you have a lot of fun with it so i can imagine that's exactly the same Oh yeah, definitely. Like you throw on a movie in the background or yep. listen to some music, and then you just you get lost. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. Now you said uh, you started doing this just before the movie came out. So I, I actually was wondering, um, even after the movie came out, what sort of materials have you guys been using to to base your creations off of? Because, like you said, we didn't really get to see every aspect of the island. So, so what are you using to model each section off of? Yeah. Well, we had to get. Um, a lot of a lot of our reference points were obviously from the movie we got uh, like screen caps from the blu-ray um, and that helped a lot because you can actually they, the CG is really detailed so mm-hmm. that did help us a lot um, the hardest thing was working out the layout of the park before the movie release because we didn't get a lot of we had to rely on trailers and stuff and even yeah. within the trailers before like they changed a lot like a monorail and like at one point the hotels didn't even exist <laughs> like until halfway through the trailer so yeah like, that was really difficult um but once the movie came out um that really helped and then i think what was our biggest help so far is the behind the scenes with the cg of the park where they did that whole camera pan and you could see like the aquatic park and stuff i like have an entire folder that just has every single frame of that video in detail so then I can like look at every aspect of the park and yeah I've still got so much detail to put in but it's a very detailed park and the reference points were the hardest thing because like there's so much concept art out there but the concept art is like different designs but kind of similar and like do you base it off the movie or the concept yeah. and ah. Yeah, you know, it's it's like that argument of canon versus non-canon. When you see this stuff, you get the the uh, concept art and stuff. We saw um, a Brachiosaurus area. I believe there was like a raptor den. 
all kinds of stuff like that that you didn't get in the movie. So that's some obviously some cool stuff that could be added uh, down the road sometime. And, uh, uh, you know, like you said, the detail is insane. The stuff that they actually built and the stuff that they layered on with CGI, I'm sure you guys could, you know, either critique yourselves or, you know, just continue to, to add things here and there. And this could, you know, take you forever. So um, I don't know if you guys have an end game in sight, but uh, hopefully this keeps going on and you guys keep putting some awesome work into it. Yeah, I think the hardest question we've always had from people is like, when is this project going to be finished? <laughs> we don't even know. Like, I've always, re every reply that I've done onto YouTube comments like that, I'm always like, well, like, it's always an evolving progress and we have no idea when it's going to end, but it's at least going to, like, it won't be done this year for sure. So that's yeah. like the best answer I can give. Yeah, I'm um, sure at some guys, uh, sometime you guys will get tired of doing all this maybe, but, uh, you know, for now it's it's so much fun to kind of see the progress of all this stuff because, you know, you've, you've posted pictures when you, like the Visitor Center, for instance, you kind of uh, did it like unlayered without all the decay and everything on there, and then all of a sudden you post a picture of, you know, vines all over it and other things. So it's really cool to see that progression and to see all the work you guys are putting into it. Yeah, speaking of the old visitor center, I think that was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do, not just because the building's so complex, but because, as you said, like, canon, like, type of material, like, you know, in the movie Jurassic World, when they saw the old visitor center, they only saw the door, and mm -hmm. we didn't really get to see the entire building, and, like, even the stairs they go up quite high but in Jurassic World like it seemed like all of it was covered with like ground and dirt and stuff so yeah I had to like kind of leverage between like that fine point between you know should I purely base it on what we see in Jurassic World where it's just kind of like a door like how much is decayed like our buildings like collapsed or uh, it's quite frustrating I wish they I wish we did see more of the old visitor center in Jurassic World anyway like totally separate because that <laughs> bit was amazing so. yeah yeah it, yeah i know you know people had issues with the film here and there but one of them always comes down to to that scene um it, it's it was such like an anticipated scene because you know a lot of people in the community knew it was coming and uh when we actually got there it was it was awesome what we got and i'm happy with it but like you said, it is kind of a letdown that we didn't get to see more or, you know, spend more time there or to actually get the the visitor center that we knew because on the outside, like you said, it's so different, you know, and you do only really see that door. But the steps, for instance, like you mentioned, there's something wrong there. You know, it's they're not at the same level that they should have been at when uh, they come away from, I believe, that uh, uh, what was a crashed uh, golf cart looking thing. It's just they're at a strange level, and then they only step up a few stairs. But you know when you watch the original movie, there's a lot more stairs. There's a lot more uh, things like planters and different items surrounding those stairs that you just didn't see in the movie. So it's a, it was a real missed opportunity, I think. Yeah, and like we still don't even know an accurate representation of like... Mm -hmm you know the back of the visitor center so like yeah. they went into the garage through that door but that door in the first Jurassic Park just leads to the kitchen so like that doesn't make sense either and I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know I think they did they did it the best job they could I don't know I guess maybe they could have tightened it up a little bit but I don't know if they're too concerned with canon at this point uh when it comes to going through certain doors or not you know but 
Yeah, like you said, when you go off to that, I think they went off to the left-ish, right? And um, that should have been where the, the kitchen was, yeah. Makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, yeah, you got to kind of come up with your own creation when it comes to this. So um, that's got to be a hard part, like you said, when you're creating something that you you don't necessarily know what it was supposed to look like. you got to kind of have to create your own aspect of it. So that's got to be kind of tough. Yeah, it definitely is. But something that was really fun, as you said before, I created the visitor center just as it normally is. And then I put it into the park and it made it look all old and overgrown. And that was really fun, like ripping the doors off and like putting them on the ground or like adding fog <laughs> and water and stuff. That was fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's got to be interesting. What do you what do you plan on doing? Because when we when we saw it in Jurassic World, we didn't see any of the uh, there was like a little pond there or, or some sort of body of water in the first movie uh and we didn't get to see that at all so you're gonna try to do your own kind of creation when it comes to stuff like that right there yeah well i've added the pond and it's like all muddy and like okay cool you know, old looking and there's trees overgrown in it because i thought the pond was a really iconic thing even though it's just so simple and i'm really confused like why would they remove that from the original one like it makes sense like it could have been like you know filled up with uh, whatever but it's such an iconic part why would they do that yeah i mean somebody i think online mentioned maybe the only thing we can kind of go by is that maybe there was a mudslide and (laughs) but i don't know where this mudslide would have come from because i don't really remember any uh you know high land anywhere around there it was all pretty uh even leveled with the uh building there so yeah that's uh just a kind of random aspect i guess you could you could give it you know but uh it doesn't seem that happened but uh you said this was probably one of the hardest uh, aspects of creating this process? Yeah, probably, because it's always easy to go off material we already have. If you kind of have to fill in the gaps, it's really difficult because, you know, you have all this pressure like, oh, should I do this or should I go too creatively? Or like, what if it's not creative enough? And yeah, you have to find that balance. Yeah, because people are nitpicky. That's what it comes down to, you know. And and like I said, everybody's debating as to what it should look like in the movie itself. Not necessarily, you know, your your creation here, but people are nitpicking about, you know, certain aspects of the film. So, you know, when it comes to a, a fan community, you kind of have to expect that aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's bring it over to the movies, actually. What, when were you first exposed to Jurassic Park? Well, me and my brother, because I'm 18 and my brother's 21, we watched Jurassic Park, I think, when we were four or five. We were really young. And (laughs) what was so funny is because my dad and my mom let us watch Jurassic Park, even though it was terrifying and, like, always had our eyes covered and stuff. It was so scary. Um, And our other family members were like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. They're just kids and stuff. (laughs) And, like, we ended up being, like, such big fans of it. Like, here I am creating a project. And, like, it didn't scare me. Like, it it was very scary, but, like, it didn't harm me in any way. But I just thought that was always funny. Like, my favorite movie of all time ended up, like, they were saying, oh, don't watch it, don't watch it. Yeah, that that is a pretty hot topic um, with a lot of people now, especially because... A lot of the original fans, back when it actually came out, they're all getting old and having their own kids, so it is a pretty hot topic as to when you should let your kids watch the movie. And, you know, three, four, five, anywhere in that range seems seems like it could be too young, but I know I, I was uh, probably, 
in the range of six, seven, or eight, uh, probably seven more so. Um, but uh, that's just because that's when it came out when I was seven years old. But uh, I, I think it would be okay if you if you kind of ease into it. Maybe if you have to skip some of the parts that are a little bit more gruesome or, or, or scary <laughs> like that. But uh, I'm glad you weren't scarred, and, and now we have uh, you know your addition to the community to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's just it like I we've really grown up with these movies, and I think that's what makes like people my age who did grow up with it so special because it's more than just a movie; it's like a movie that you've had pretty much for your whole life. Yeah. And um, you know, we have pictures of me and my brother playing like the Jurassic Park PlayStation game, like on PlayStation One, and like. We played Operation Genesis when it came out. I got that for like my seventh birthday, and it was the best <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had another Operation Genesis. Like, oh, they give us something on that. Yeah, it's such a missed opportunity with with so many fans and, and hardcore fans, and everybody was anticipating some sort of release, uh, gaming, you know, a release, but we didn't get anything real substantial. Um, so that that kind of stinks. Mm. But uh, uh, so so if you're gonna rank the movies, what are you what are you gonna put them in? Oh, this is tough. Um, well, as much as I like Jurassic Park 3, that's going to go on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's really, for me, it's between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. And it's really hard to judge because I obviously have that nostalgia aspect of Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park is an incredible movie. But at the same time, I feel like they've, there's a lot of content. There's a lot more content and more new ideas in Jurassic World, so I might have to rank that first, then Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and then Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. But it's really difficult. I love them all, so don't make me pick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it is hard to rank them. And I think over time, your kind of opinions change here and there. Um, so, you know, obviously my, my favorite is, is the first one. And you, you you hit the nail on the head. It's the nostalgia. It's it's such an amazing film, and it has been around forever. And it's crazy how you know we all kind of dedicate portions portions of our lives to this uh, this movie and this franchise. You know, because when I was seven or eight years old, I didn't imagine I would be you know doing a podcast about it in in twenty or so years. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. And and I'm sure you didn't <laughs> ask, you know think you'd be creating a three D project. So it's awesome you know, that it sprouts this kind of uh, creativity. Yeah, exactly. No, I never would have thought as a kid that, like, in 12 years or whatever, I would be creating, like, recreating the entire Isla Nublar and stuff like that. But <laughs> I'm really glad I did because it's like, yeah. incredibly fun. Yeah. I was uh, I was recently, uh, I think I did an episode on it just recently about the the park maps themselves. There, there's so much debate about where things are located. Like when you look at, like we were kind of talking about before, the canon of everything and where things are located. Um, it's it's so strange when you compare park maps from the original movie, park maps from Jurassic World. Try to line up everything. Some things don't really match. Some things do. Have you ever uh, debated what to do about that when it comes to your right. uh, 3D thing? all the time no the park maps are probably the most infuriating thing i've had to deal with <laughs> yeah because there's so many inconsistencies and i think the problem is they make these maps like halfway during produ- production 
and you know the puck layout itself changes all the time until the movie's released like for Jurassic World for example we got that puck map before you know we even got the first trailer or whatever yeah and like the monorails the mon- like the monorail has always been the most like confusing thing because it <laughs> changes on every single material even yeah. within the movie it seems like sometimes it changes um but yeah like the park design on the Jurassic World uh, map that we got first was based off the concept art uh, the concept art which is completely different from the final CG design so mm-hmm. that was really confusing um and then as you said like it's even worse when you think of like the original you know Jurassic Park map like there were mountains everywhere like apparently yeah they somehow got rid of acres of mountains <laughs> like I don't know how the heck they did that and then like there's things like where do I place the original visitor center do, did they move it like because it's located differently than it was in the first movie and like uh, it's it's very confusing but um I've kind of like you know done my own version based on every single material out there that I could find so yeah I think I've got the most somehow I've got a more accurate map than the movie production (laughs) itself so yeah it is very confusing I I tried to analyze that whole you know old visitor center area and it's confusing when you look at it from the movie standpoint because you see the kids go off the grid and they get attacked and then they, they you know they jump into the water and come out and a few minutes later they're at the visitor center so you kind of assume that they're in that restricted area right but mm. but when you look at the Jurassic World website the the visitor center is much lower and it is it's almost it's in the vicinity of where it could have been in the first movie depending on what your what map you're looking at um but it's just so weird because then you kind of have to go by deleted scenes when you see the kids doing a lot of walking which I think it would have taken place after that whole jump into the water scene. Um, so it's it's very confusing and so much to analyze. And you can kind of overanalyze it, I guess. But it, it's very <laughs> tough. Yeah, well, there's definitely those deleted scenes with uh, Zack and Grey are walking through the restricted area. And yeah, they are in the restricted area because they, they start off in the Gyrosphere Valley. Yeah. Then they go through the gates into the restricted area. So it seems like they've somehow moved the visitor center into the restricted area which is on the top of the island which i don't know how the heck they did that but apparently they did that for whatever reason and then what confused me like especially recently because i've had to like decide where to place this and i ended up placing it in the restricted area um on the right of the island Mm -hmm. um but what confuses me the most is they when when they go to the visitor center um, and the Indominus Rex is there and stuff, they run out to the um, the aviary, and they say that that's, what was it, north or something? So, like, it's supposed to be, like, right next to the aviary, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's completely in a separate area, and there's not even mountains or anything. Like, there's an entire hill, but where did that hill come from? And then, <laughs> at the same time, the kids are driving away from a jeep in an area that's not even near the aviary, and ugh. <laughs> and then the, there's like the the park gate number five or whatever that yeah. they pass through where the guy's like that's the first and like where's that but you can see the 
innovation center in the background, just barely, but like that's not on anything and very inconsistent. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it kind of makes you very angry as somebody who kind of uh, looks at all this different. Uh, media that we have whether it's a, a, a map release during production or the one on the website or just the movie in general and uh i think i've i've come to just kind of accept that deleted scene as canon where they where we see them traversing pretty far they're going under the treetops so in my mind my head canon i'm assuming that somehow they 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 jump into the water in the restricted area somewhere and then maybe venture back back into the park area through Gyrosphere Valley and somehow go over to the visitor center, which is cradled between the monorail. If you look at the, the park map on the website, it's like in between there. So it's it's the only thing I can come up with, and it kind of satisfies me in the end, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you gotta, you pin the nail on the head. It's very frustrating, yeah. you know, when you actually have to decide. And then especially hearing people in the community being like, oh, well, you placed it in the wrong area. It's like, well, you don't know how much research I've done. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, that aviary, too. I think that thing looks awesome, by the way. Um, you can you can kind of see through it, and you can see the aspects of the uh, the inside there, which is really cool. Um, and, and you said, like, the placement of that. We, we, we can only go by so much and then it is uh, there is that like ledge that uh, Owen and Claire are looking at it on and just to think of how they possibly traversed so far because they weren't near each other I don't think if you look at certain maps or certain uh, parts of the movie it's very confusing but um, yeah. so so anyway let's go back to your, your content here because you guys plan on releasing new stuff every month right on the first of uh, each month yeah so we're going to be releasing a new version um, and the in like zero point something. So the next version coming up on the 1st of April is 0 0.2. Um, and right now what we know is we'll definitely be including the old visitor center, which a lot of people ask for when we release the first version. Um, and soon we should be getting the final versions of our um, Raptor Blue. So that will be awesome. included. And um, I'll be sure to add a few animations and make Blue walk around maybe the park or <laughs> the, the Velociraptor training area or whatever it may be. So that will be very exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. So do you guys have like an outline as to what you're going to add each month? Or do you kind of just play it by ear and just like see what you want to make for that uh, period of time? We definitely listen to fan feedback, so if people are like, oh, you should start this area next, then we'll definitely take that in consideration. Mm -hmm. Like I said, a lot of people did ask for the old visitor center, so I definitely made sure to work on that, and I got that done in like a day, so <laughs> that was really fun. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, we, well, right now, our, our dinosaur lineup is, obviously, we have the raptor, which is coming in the next version, um, but we also... We're working on the T-Rex, which is Rexy, which will be really awesome. fun to add to the T-Rex kingdom and do all sorts of animations where like breaks through the skeleton of the of the Spinosaurus and stuff. Um, and then eventually, I think maybe in a few months, uh, we'll probably release a dinosaur per version is what we're looking at because it does take about a month to do everything. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll also include the Indominus Rex, which is our next lineup after the T-Rex. Um, but yeah, we're not sure what dinosaur we're going to do next. Obviously, we have like 50 dinosaurs to cover. 
Um, I really do want to start filling up that Gyrosphere Valley with like Gallimimus and you know Brachiosaurus and stuff like that. That would be really really nice to look at. So we're just trying to do stuff like that. So yeah, yeah that that would be awesome, especially the Brachiosaurus since we didn't get to see them in Jurassic World. That would be awesome to see. Uh, you're not going to add any uh, dead Apatosaurus on the uh, in the valley there, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I was thinking like maybe we should. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, you get Hopefully to see not. you get to see the Indominus Warpath as it uh, traversed across the valley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I think the funnest thing, like with having all these complete dinosaurs and being able to animate them in your own Jurassic World and stuff, it's so fun because, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a really old video on my channel where um, the Mosasaurus is on the top of the uh, helipad of. <laughs> The control room roaring instead of the t-rex and that's awesome because that's the only dinosaur we have right now so that was really fun to do and that took like an hour to animate but it was worth it <laughs> that's awesome that's so cool i gotta check that out um yeah one of the things i was wondering is is since it is a park do you do you plan on adding any kind of uh, humans or people within the park yeah, well, I have been experimenting with that, um, and obviously that will take quite a toll to the system with like you yeah, know, having true. to remember all these animations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can do it, we'll definitely try to do it. I, it does look like it's an abandoned park right now, so I definitely want to fill it <laughs> up with something. Um, I was thinking at the least, perhaps I could just add like people like kind of frozen in time there, but at least they'll be feel you know enjoying the park and like they'll be animated, but they'll just they'll be stay still so mm-hmm. i don't know i've got a lot of ideas and i'll sure to give everything a try and see how it goes yeah that's got to be tough i'm sure you don't want to bog down your system there and make it slow for everybody you want to kind of make it as streamlined and as as quick as possible um you know it makes me wonder you know how i how i ever ran you know something like roller coaster tycoon on one of my old computers back in the day you know something like that it was so much fun to play but uh but yeah, I'm sure it takes a lot of processing power to do something on that level, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, like even, you know, a lot of people say like you should add more vegetation and stuff, but I literally place like every single tree, mm-hmm. yeah. like hand by hand, and, <laughs> you know, and all the trees that we have, they have like a small leaf animation, so they like sway in the wind when like playing and stuff, which is really cool. But like, even like I've had to place each individual tree like based off of the reference material we have because i want to even get the tree layout correct which is just insane yeah yeah. i mean look at it we're 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 we can't ask you to kind of go and make each tree on a an entire (laughs) island that would be (laughs) out of control so i i understand you know you guys don't want to do that that's that's totally acceptable in my book (laughs) (laughs) exactly so, um, aside from any new dinosaurs, is there any kind of uh, other exclusives you have, you know, coming up here in the future? Yeah, well, um, right now we're still continuing to finish off the raptor paddock, which is um, in the kind of restricted area right to the island. Um, we're, go- we're definitely going to be doing a lot more of the buildings around it, um, and since we're getting our raptor next, we might be completing that as sooner you know as soon as possible so then we can do a lot of like different animations and stuff which will be really cool um and i know that we have to do the golf course next which is going to be quite a big thing and of course we didn't see that in the movie 
Um, mm-hmm. And I've never made a golf course in my life, so this <laughs> would be very interesting. Um, but yeah, an 18-hole Jurassic golf course. So that's what's probably going to come next. So look forward to that. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're pretty lucky that we have you guys working on this and uh, giving us the ability to see things like that golf course or you know different aspects of the park. So I, I think uh, you know I want to say thank you on on behalf of everybody in the community. It's awesome that you guys are doing this. So uh, where can everybody find you know you or anybody else working on the project and you know the project itself? I know you said it was on your website. So uh, what's the best uh, ability to find you guys online? Yeah, so you can find us on the website, obviously. Um, and on our website, we have all the all our social media links. So we have the YouTube channels, we have Twitter. We even have we just opened up a Facebook page page recently for people who don't have Twitter or YouTube. Um, so you can follow us there. We constantly post on Twitter all the time, like probably a bit too much um, <laughs> of every single like update that we do. Um, so make sure to follow us there. Um, and of course you know just stay tuned and we'll be releasing a new version of the project at the first of every month so make sure to download it and explore it for yourself when it comes out on first of april awesome yeah i think we're all gonna have to be patient and uh you know expect everything and you guys are doing an awesome job you know thank you so much for reaching out to me and uh, including the podcast and the release of this project that was awesome and uh, I know we all look forward to seeing more from you and the Jurassic World uh, 3D Project in the future. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm not a computer nerd. I prefer to be called a hacker. Aren't you supposed to be a genius or something? I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Dendron. We shouldn't be here. And there's five dinosaurs. How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? This week we have a great email from one of our listeners, so let's take a look. Hello, I'm Anna, aka at Miss Claire Grady on Twitter. First of all, I want to say your podcast is amazing and your episodes are getting better every week. My question is about Jurassic World 2's release date. We all know it's going to get released on June 22nd and June 7th in the UK. Weeks before the US release, a Godzilla sequel will come out on June 8th, in the same week of the UK release of Jurassic World 2, which means a clash of two big franchises in the box office, both American and global. We have to remember that both franchises are from Legendary. So my question is, do you think they should make a reschedule on the release date of Jurassic World 2? In my opinion, it's a yes for me. Thanks and goodbye. Hello, Anna. Uh, thank you so much for sending in the email, and it's it's so great to hear from you. I got to start off by saying thank you so much for the compliments. I really, really appreciate it. Um, as far as your question goes, this is a pretty hot topic for me because I know, along with many other Jurassic uh, Park fans, I was gutted when I heard that Jurassic World 2 would be released so far after the UK premiere. Now, I always hate when this happens because... It's just so tough to stay away from spoilers for that long a period of time. Uh, two full weeks. Uh, you know, it's just insane. And uh, one of the things, I, I just find it so hard to stay away from the spoilers because when you're on Twitter and the internet, you know, people are posting pictures and, you know, 
putting spoilers out there, even if you're not looking for it, you're bound to come across something. Uh, I have to imagine that they will change the date. That's just my gut feeling. You know, it's not unheard of. Just, uh, you know, we just recently had a ton of films move around when Star Wars Episode Eight moved its date to December. Um, I have to imagine that Jurassic World would garner the same amount of respect, pretty much. You know, they made so much money, both Star Wars and Jurassic World. Um, so I imagine it would garner the same amount of respect if it did decide to move its release date up. Um, I, I imagine it will move up. Godzilla surely, you know, will be a big film, but it will have nothing on Jurassic World 2. Uh, Jurassic World... <laughs> This is a little funny stat. Uh, made more money in its opening weekend than Godzilla made domestically in its entire run. So I doubt Godzilla would stand, you know, stand its ground against Jurassic World. Uh, but for now, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't think we'll get a release date change until we get a title announcement. I'm going to put those two on par because they'll announce a title and hopefully they'll announce an updated date. Um, so we have a little bit more time before that happens. Uh, but anyway, thank you again, Anna, for the great email and hope to hear from you again soon. Don't forget, if anybody else wants to send in an email, you can forward them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening to the 43rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, I need to thank Michael for joining me here to talk about his awesome Jurassic World 3D project. I highly suggest you go check it out if you haven't already. Hopefully you have, um, but it's an awesome project. So make sure to follow all of his progress over on Twitter, at Atomic Pang. I also want to thank Anna for sending in that email. It's always great to hear from the listeners, and I hope to hear from more of you each and every week. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast, and our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and YouTube, or really wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get the new episodes each and every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. You will seriously help our rankings and make it so much easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out our show notes for all of the links. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, pictures, top tens, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail a call and leave us a message. Or you can even text us now. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy.